live now. I did that once. All right, we're back. Fireside Chronicles is here. It's Friday. It's the uh, aforementioned time. And uh, welcome to the land of 175% humidity. <laughs> it rained for basically the last 48 hours straight, and now we've got beautiful Mosquitoes. puffy white clouds and some sunshine, and it's very sweaty out here. And that's where the mosquitoes come in, so we got the torches going. Yeah. And uh, what a week it's been. I feel horrible for having long sleeves and fucking jeans on. So. Yeah, I feel horrible for literally wearing anything right now. I feel like it's, <laughs> we're sitting in a bowl of soup. It's brutal. Yeah. So no fire, once again, as is the way in the summer. Um, hope everyone had a good week. Been looking forward to this for a couple days. My wife's been out of town. She's in Vegas playing poker. Um, and she's back tomorrow. And uh, we got a smaller crew, small peanut gallery today. Yeah. What's yeah. up, B-Rad? What's going on? What's going on? I'm, smoke, I'm smoking behind this, the camera. Yeah, our, our man Shaq behind the camera there. And I'm smoking another one of these Dominican Florida Tamboril cigars. Uh, this is Brad. What do you got there? I have uh, one with the Jewel State Legends. Um, it's pretty damn good. And I see Shackley already took the label off his, so he probably doesn't remember. No, it's a G-A-R, whatever that is. Gar. Gar. Right. It's a gar. And we got a few bottles on the table today. I'm, I'm drinking the uh, Joseph Magnus Cigar Blend bourbon, which I've had on the show before. Yep. Finished in uh, Armagnac Sherry and Cognac casks. Real sweet, high-proof deliciousness. And I got a bottle of Eagle Rare because, as mentioned... My wife's out of town, and I cannot spend my night drinking uh, 124 proof bourbon if I want to have kids that are alive in the morning when we all wake up. Right. So I got the, the 90 proof little Eagle Rare here waiting as my follow-up glass. And uh, what do you got? What's uh, what's over here? So uh, if uh, anyone watched my little quick live last night, I have the Tequila 1519. Um, nice little story in here. It's actually a kosher certified tequila first time i've ever seen that so uh yeah, for my brothers my Jewish <laughs> brothers out there this is uh tequila that, that fits those parameters for you buddy buffalo trace made uh three varieties of kosher bourbon about a year ago and yeah. i never never saw a single one in a store um but they were here. I just somehow missed them, and I never, I never got them. Yeah. I don't know if that's an ongoing thing, but that seems reconnecting. Yeah. I guess you're live. All right, we're back. Yeah. Sorry about the pause there. Yeah. So yeah, big week. Lots of sports happening. Well, we got. Oh, you got. Are we, are we talking about that yet? I didn't know we were going. Yeah. There yet. I mean, okay. well, you know, these guys have empty glasses because we haven't passed around. And we haven't talked about it yet. So uh, today we're going to be taste testing Pit Bulls tequila. Oh. Miss um, Espanita. Uh, it says age 18 months. Uh, yeah, out of NOM 1467. So, yeah, I mean, I have a little bit in my glass right now. I'm going to pass it around to these guys. Now, talk to me about 18 months in the world of tequila. Is that a, a pretty decent time frame, aging wise? Yeah. Because 18 months in bourbon doesn't even technically qualify as bourbon. I mean, it but. qualifies in yellow. I mean, you know, when it could. Yeah, it's right there. It's on the longer end of the Inyeos, but it's, you know, right there. Um, so it really is going to matter on where, you know, if it's out of the 
highlands or, or uh, lowlands. Oh, no, I'm good, of thank you. And, um, Cheers. You know, we'll see. We'll see what everyone thinks. You know, I would recommend you pour a glass too if you want. I mean, we don't have yeah, a large peanut gallery, so why I'll, not? I'll take a glass. Yeah, go ahead. Be right with me up there. I, I won't even ask which one you want. <laughs> so I'm going to assume it's oh, the one, one with the giant Yankees logo on the right. base of the glass. Yeah, that's probably going to do it. Just a, a light little light pour there. Thanks. Baseball's over, right? <laughs> Baseball well, for Cardinals. Going. I mean, we went to the shitter, man. So, yeah. Oh, I'm also uh, also have one of your bat squatch. Yes. Uh, beers, and after that, I'm going to open up uh, one of. Bucks beers is B43. Uh, it says B43 is meant to be clear, clear, juicy, and dry. Very dry. Very dry. And it's a 7.0. Yeah. As he told us. 7.0 tall boy, so. 7.0 <coughs> tall boy. So we'll, you know, we're going to see. But um, yeah, sports. We had some pretty exciting things. Yeah. Lots of all kinds of things happening. I mean, playoffs in, in the NBA, playoffs in the NHL. Um, baseball's still kicking along. Lots of movement happening in, in football with free agents and, and people being signed all over the place. Um, I mean, obviously, we're going to start a little bit. Let's start straddling that line between the NBA and tequila. Scotty Pippen released a, a bourbon. I'm sorry. He did. Scotty Pippen released a bourbon this week. Yeah. I'm very eager to see if our friends Al and Steve from the Breaks Cigars got a chance <laughs> yeah. to try that yet. Because as we know... Uh, I think it was Steve, right, who said, Al, Al, Al said it was that, that Pippen is the greatest player of all time. Yeah. Um, and Pippen's comments. Yeah. I don't think, Dur I don't think Durant's going to uh, try the, the bourbon anytime. Right, yeah, no. I think Durant is uh, going to sit out on that one. There was a picture of him, I don't know, again, it could have been photoshopped, I'm not sure, but he was in the gym shooting around with a Tony Kukoc jersey on <laughs> like today. But again, I don't know how real, I don't know how real it was. Could have been Durant was doing that because he came back yeah. and pivoted about you know you right. chose to sit down when the coach drew up a play for the better shooter saying right yeah there's a picture of Durant I saw today with Kukoc's jersey <laughs> that's out. funny shit. but again it could have been you know the internet nowadays it could have been photoshopped but nonetheless I, mean, I will, I will say Durant is that petty though he is Durant is that and then petty. he likes to deny it afterwards right he always does fucked up shit and then comes back he's like. That ain't me. I don't do stuff like that. I don't exactly. talk yeah, like coming that. From the guy he tries to play innocent Twitter. all the yeah. time. He has yeah. like three tries or four burner Twitter accounts. Yeah. This dude, yeah, he has fucking burner Twitter burner accounts. Twitter accounts. Like, I, I'll say this, though. I mean, the idea of sitting down voluntarily, the NBA is the only sport that ever happens. Right. Right? You never saw a baseball player going, take me out of the game, coach. I, no. I don't want to be here. Right. You never saw a football player... I mean, with, with rare exception. I mean, it seems to happen a lot in the NBA. You know, mm -hmm. Guys that are in high-pressure moments and they just get pissed off and then they just go sit down. You know, I, I don't know. It seems it seems to have happened more proportionately more in the NBA than any other sport. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it's just like, well, first off, I don't want to ever hear a KD is better than LeBron again. Because when you get put out in the second fucking round and you couldn't carry your team, like my brother, my brother was fucking ragging me after KD, uh, after the game five, right. the game five win. 
my brother and all his boys were sitting there ragging me on Facebook. You're talking about with LeBron, the Lakers lost. No, no, no. Oh. When when KD won, when okay. KD beat the Bucks in Game okay. Five, and he had that monster game, he had like that forty-nine point game. And everyone was saying like, "Oh, it's over! It's over! It's over!" And then he comes back and he loses two straight. It's like, dude, like, all you had to beat was Giannis. Yeah, to do that. I don't get. I mean, look, we have our, our ridiculous, ridiculous ongoing year plus long argument about who's the better player, LeBron or Jordan. Right. There's no question in my mind that LeBron James is one of the top three or four greatest players of all time. Regardless of what the argument is, no, I'm not even no, trying no, to. Right. This, this no, is, no, I'm not. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm this listening. is not shit talking. I mean no, this. Because we're not going to go there there's, there's no question that he is. Right there at the top of the list, all time, no question. Top five, top three, whatever you want to say. Right. Top two. You, you can't put Kevin Durant on that list. Mm -mm. You can't put literally anyone else that is currently playing the game or has played the game in the last 10 years on that list. It's a very exclusive club. When did Kobe, when did Kobe retire? <laughs> you know, no, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Kobe retired, so It was what, 2016 or seven. All right, so. So, yeah, yeah Kobe. Well, Kobe's in Kobe the top in. ten, right? Top, yeah. six, you know, whatever. Kobe's in my top Kobe, seven. Kobe, yeah. Seven? I didn't say he's not oh, in my okay. top five. Okay. I'm just saying. Oh, you keep a running top very, seven? I'm just saying. It seems like he's a very above, arbitrary number. I'm saying he's above top ten to me. I don't want to say top the birthday five because boy I really is here. about it. What's up, man? Blessings. Blessings. If you, so, if you had if you had the option. It's your birthday? Yeah, yeah. Jason. Happy oh, birthday. Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Oh, oh, I, don't, I, don't I, would certainly take, I would certainly take LeBron okay. over him. I know who you are. Yeah. If you take LeBron, I will not let you Kobe. leave here without that bottle tonight. I got it. Yeah, I got you too. Yeah. You taking uh, LeBron or you taking Kobe? Kobe. Yeah. LeBron or Kobe? Kobe. Okay. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't think I'm taking Kobe over LeBron in, in terms of all-time greatness. I'm not. Is it very far off? Probably not. He's it's still not playing. very far off for me either. He's still playing, but Kobe right now. Yeah, Kobe's a it's pussy. He should get back out there. <laughs> wow. Well, I, Kobe, too soon? Kobe, yeah. yeah too soon? It will always be too All the viewers RIP. just left. Yes. Yes. It will always yes, be I know that greatest. Kobe is yeah. no longer alive. Yes, I, I'm aware of that. Thank you very much. Kobe died. R.I.P. Going back to the uh, Twitter, you know, Kevin Durant. Right. Jason Williams, Jay Williams, did you see his tweet that he put out? No. That, and then he backtracked it and was like, oh, I was hacked. So. <laughs> he went fucking hacked. hacked. So, hacked. So the, so, did you hear about that, though? So the Celtics hired, uh, what's his name? I mean, Adoka. Yeah, so, it was a good coach. So Jay Williams put out, oh, this is a huge moment. Celtics hired their first uh, coach of color. When you can look back, Doc Rivers. Bill Russell, Casey Jones, all they've—I think they've had five or six yeah. black coaches right. before. So Jay Williams put a tweet. He deleted it. Oh, like blah blah blah. This wasn't my post. I changed my password. No, you and, and had, he has a history of like sometimes oh, saying things that aren't accurate. Right. Um. So yeah, he, he hasn't mentioned anything about it publicly, but he put a tweet out about it. I'm just gonna go out there and say that the excuse that I got hacked, I oh, is I just about as just about as valid as I didn't do steroids, man. I ate some tainted pork. Right. Yeah, bullshit. Right. No, no, the Roger Clemens. My wife shot me up with B12. Yeah, okay. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, Roger. In the butt. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's, those excuses are just crap. 
Like they all. A, a, a all professional athlete has a team around them. They have people that are telling them what to do with their socials. You know how to how to have yeah. everything protected. Dog, dog. You know. Yeah. There's no chance that that's the case. Oh, that exactly. Come on, Daddy. There is zero chance. <laughs> oh, we get the baby monitor. Out yeah. here. That's a good one if it can reach all the way here from your house. Yeah. Might not be. It. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's not put but, that on the internet. Yeah. But um. <laughs> but yeah, that is. That is one of the weakest excuses ever yeah. in the history. Just it's say, it's just garbage. say, look, man, I didn't realize that the Celtics have a long history of hiring black and and minority coaches. That's all you have to say. Just own up to the shit, man. Like play as fuck up too. Like just admit to it. No, these people are all human. I mean, right. every one of these exactly. players, coaches, all of them, they're this all human. human. <laughs> you make mistakes, man, but. I always come from a place where if you fuck something up, you own it. You just own right. it. Right. You say some wrong shit, you either just stand and die on that mountain, or you at least go, yeah, listen, I fucked up. Part of me feels, you know, part of me does you. feel like he is being truthful. Part of me does, because Doc Rivers coached one of the Celtics championships. Like, how, do you, how do you, as a, like, a former NBA player and a current NBA analyst not remember that? That's why part of me feels like, okay, maybe he really didn't do it. Somebody did it, but I'm not. I'm not buying it, man. I'm not I buying run, it. I run a ton trying, of social media accounts. You trying to like, yeah, you trying to give him a bit of, No, I can't give him the benefit of the doubt. Because it's like something that's so just blatant and clear. Has and he ever said messed up shit before? Oh yeah, and that's and that's what it's what he does. It's what he does. And guess what? Because he, he probably, said something he about probably Durant. gained twenty thousand followers right. on his Twitter account because of this he probably he said something about yeah. Durant a few years ago on like first take or something that was completely not true. And he had to come back and basically say like, no, you know what? I was wrong. I think I what did he say? He's like, I remember the situation. Wrong. It was something. So he yeah. has he does have a history of not knowing what else. So if he has a history of doing I know, I know. Why I, are you giving him the benefit of the doubt? Because That's it's such a, because some of that stuff is whatever, but it's like the Celtics won a championship with right. a black coach. Like, how do I you mean, Bill that? Russell was and one that, of the first player, player coaches coach. yeah. to ever win a fucking he championship. First. He yeah, he's the first, first player coach ever coach. to win a championship. And he's the greatest player of all time in basketball. How do you fucking forget that shit? How, Jay? Yeah, I don't buy any of that. I mean, shoot, you yeah, the internet, I don't buy bro. Like, like, fact check before you put it out. You have a you fact are. checker in your ear. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you can Well, obviously at, not on Twitter, but... I know. manage social no, media accounts yeah. up and down the line, personal ones, famous people, all sorts of stuff. Probably, I have probably 30 million followers in my portfolio on, on all the accounts I manage. Yeah. Let me just tell you. Damn. He didn't fuck up. He, di he did fuck up. He didn't... There's no benefit of the doubt to be given. Right. None. That is an impossible thing to do. You can you can hack someone's account, but like it's very obvious and it's very easy. Hackers don't speak good English. Hackers don't they don't say things in the proper vernacular. They don't do like it just it never looks right. It it's formatted wrong. Like My, that tweet, oh, I saw that tweet. Yeah. It was it was him. My question would be this. Why in the hell would a hacker hack your account? Just to simply say, and why him, of all right. people? Just to simply say, oh, to make them look good. bad. And this, I, this is me looking at it from all. Like, why wouldn't they say something worse to right. make them look? 
Like, bro, you're, why would you hire this? You know, your agent, your manager, <laughs> right? Your agent, your manager, your marketing team, all the people that surround that dude. Not one of them told you, hey, you should probably put on two-factor authentication so you don't get hacked. Come on. He started his Twitter account and the next day had it set up properly. There's, he's got a team. Exactly. Like, guys like that, they don't do shit by themselves. You know, they they don't set it up by themselves. Right. You know, they have people that say, okay, listen, we're going to tweak this, we're going to change that, we're going to put this setting on, we're going to do this, and now here's your phone, you're good, don't give it to anyone else. You know, they don't, there's no If they way don't have that. those people, they need them. Yeah. Right. Right. yeah. <laughs> like, he has enough money to, I mean, it's free to put on a two-step fucking authentication factor there. And then a little pin number. And then I was thinking, too, like, if he is lying about this, he has a history of being... Uh, Truthful, like, it makes me think back on some of the stuff he said. Like, to be honest, like the, the story he tells about Kobe when he was playing, when Jay Williams went to the game early to uh, shoot around, Kobe was already out there working out. And then Jay Williams practiced, worked out for like an hour, hour and a half before the game. Kobe was still practicing. And he goes, he asked after the game, he's like, dude, he's like, why were you working out so hard and so long? And he said, Kobe told him, he was like, I wanted you to understand psychologically that no matter how hard you worked, you were not going to work harder than I was. But now I'm starting to wonder, like, some of the stuff he was saying, is See, that really true? Like, I, Jay I Williams, believe, like, was yeah, he lying? On, I believe that to be true, though. I because, do. I because do. you don't get that I'll, good right, right, but, without working. But I'll, I'll say it in this context. He's not the first person to ever say that about Kobe. Like, a ton of a ton of ex-NBA players that play with Kobe said that about Kobe. Like, Kobe, I remember uh, Kobe had an interview, and he was talking about, how the younger players on the team just wanted to go out to the club and everything. And they're, you know, they're making fun of Kobe, calling him the old man because Kobe didn't want to go out. So Kobe went out with them one time. And then Kobe went up, like, went up to their room at like 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. Knocked on the door, like, like get the get, fuck let's up. Get to it, yeah. Let's get to the gym. Yeah. You know, let's and get to weights. <laughs> right. And Kobe said to him, he's like, look, I did what you wanted me to do. Right, now you, now you get your ass up and do how I do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. Hey, Kobe was that dude. He, that was his mentality. I mean, so I 100% believe that Kobe did that. You know? Yeah. So I mean, guys like that, you don't get to be that next level no. basketball player, football player, baseball, any sport, without putting in the work that goes above and beyond what anyone else is doing. Right. There's such a thing as natural talent, and then there's such a thing as taking that natural talent, putting in the work, and taking it to a level that no one else can go to. Exactly. You know, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't put in the work, exactly, you're going to be LeBron instead of Michael Jordan. Oh, listen. No, I was, I was listening to <laughs> that right fuck back that. around. You see what I did there? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> no. Um, Scotty, who, who was it? Was it Scotty or someone else that actually said, they also sent out a uh, tweet that said, uh, I don't know. No, Steve Kerr. He said that KD is the most... Uh, gifted athlete or most gifted basketball player of all time does that mean he's the best michael jordan no gifted is one thing yeah he didn't say that yeah no he didn't say that he didn't say that he was the best what he said is that with his height his you know a seven foot with handles yeah handles of a six six guard with the fucking the stroke of of damn near curry as seven foot like that's something that Jordan never had. Right. Jordan and, had to and work. And in order to take it from 
being the most talented or the most gifted or the most skilled or whatever to the best of all time, many, many things have to go right. Yeah. You know, you have to be healthy. You have to have perfect genetics because your knees and your elbows and your shoulders have to hold up over time. Right. How many super talented, unbelievable players over time never quite reached their potential because they couldn't stay healthy? Hey, uh, Greg Oden you know? come, come out back. just come to back. think of one. Greg Oden, who came from. I mean, I can think of a Kevin thousand Durant. baseball players that fit that oh, yeah. profile. Oh, yeah. You know, a thousand. You know, over yeah. the, what, they have the talent, fortunately. They had the talent and everything, the but they couldn't say help <laughs> to, to reach their full potential. I mean, Mark Price. Look at Mark, Mike Price. Mark Price. Mark Price? Well, Mike Pryor, yeah. Like, Mark, Mark, Price. Mark, Mark Pryor. Mark Pryor. Sorry, Mark Pryor. Mark Pryor, Kerry Wood. You know, all these guys, like, and there's millions of them. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, you look at a guy like uh, in baseball, you know, I always bring it back to the Yankees, but you look at Giancarlo Stanton. He had a couple of really incredible years, and now for three straight years, he barely played half the season. Yeah. But he you got know, paid. Go down and, and oh, he's definitely paid. <laughs> he's getting all that money, too. He's getting all that money. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's that's the thing. I mean, you know, he's one of the most talented people of all time. And, you know, there's tons of players like that all yeah. the time. Everything has to connect, yeah. you know. It does. It's, it's your health. It's your genetics. It's the work ethic. Work ethic. It's, you know, the talent and the skill and all of it. And it's only a handful of people where it really does gel like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I saw playing baseball, I saw some great fucking talent. And one of my shortstops I had, this dude had the quickest hands ever. That I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and I always tell this story uh, about when I saw him. So this dude, it was a it was a uh, hard ground ball hit deep, uh, deep in the hole between third and short. And this dude, he's he's a speedy guy, but I've never seen hands quicker than this. This dude backhanded, and in the same moment of him backhanding it, he flipped the ball up and threw a rocket across first base. Yep. Uh, thought, across the first base from deep from, from deep, deep yeah. from deep in a hole at shortstop and I didn't even see them I didn't even see the exchange it was just like I'm like what the fuck and all you saw was just a line it was it was just an underhand toss it was just a fucking beeline yeah 95 miles per hour across the field on a string just right to the first baseman's chest and this kid if he would have stayed healthy oh my god yeah. This dude would have been the next fucking Francisco Lindor or guys that just blow no. out a knee early. Ozzy Smith. You know, shoulder right. trouble that you never recover from. <laughs> you know, it happens all the time. Yeah. You know, you know and it's, it, you see it, like, when you see it, like, at a, like, you see it up close and personal. Like, when you see that shit, like, uh, Jordan Danks, any one of Sox fans out there. Yep. Jordan Danks, uh, I don't know. Jordan Danks was he the pitcher or? Yeah, he was pitcher. So John uh, Danks. John, John Danks. Yeah, yeah. John Danks. John Danks was his brother, his little brother, right fielder. So I played against this kid. He came up uh, as high school. He came up play summer ball against us, and yeah, I, I threw pretty damn hard. I, uh, I set it 95, 96, and I probably threw a ball this far off the outside corner on him, and he he ropes it down the right field line for a fucking double, like. High school, come up here and doing this shit, and then we we have our ace come up and he's pitching against him, 
throws the perfect changeup on the outside corner. High school. This kid, bop. A pitch he should not be able to hit. A pitch he should not be able to touch at all. He he hits a he hits a rocket home run off of. I'm like, and this is a high school facing people that are going to get drafted, facing you know some of the top talent in the nation. And it's like, but here he is. He didn't pan out in the major leagues because it helped. And he would have been one hell of a right fielder for well, the I White mean, Sox. Major League Baseball is. That, I think in all of sports, is the toughest nut to crack, right? There's five levels of minor leagues. You have to succeed in all of them if you if you even have a shot. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. It's not just health. It's mental health, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to have mental fortitude to get through some shit. Ben Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Not to, not to switch I mean, back well, to basketball. It is, but, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, one Carlos of the, Zambrano. One of the great stories. Yeah, Carlos Zambrano is a great Carlos story. Sam, yeah, because he's yeah. 96 is good. But he got paid. Yeah, he he got broke paid. down like right he's after good. he got paid. Right. And then you look at a guy like Zach Greinke, right? But he bounced back. He bounced he's back, still but going. he never could have played in New York. No. His mental health wasn't there, and mental no. health is a great piece of it. Yeah. He had a questionable time with, what, the Dodgers for a minute? Yeah. The Ro- Even when he was on the Royals, I think. But when the pressure really think, got on I him. I think it was... Yeah, the Dodgers, he really... The Yankees had, like, 15 really different opportunities to pick that dude up over the years, and every time they were like, nah, we're good. Yeah. Because they knew he could not play in New York. Yeah. When you're on the front page of the newspaper every single day. Like... He really mentally collapsed. Well, even Randy Johnson, yeah. remember when he went to yeah, New York? Dude, before well, he even he played a game. By that point. Still, right. but he was still coming off of probably an all-star I mean, season. He, he was okay still good. In New York. He didn't right, but... But he got it got to him before he even played a game. I remember just the media coming up to him on the street. He couldn't even handle that, and it's like, dude, you signed in New York. Like, what do you expect? Right. Yeah, it's really, really tough. I mean, it's, you know, there's so many things that have to go right in all right. these sports in order to make it happen. It is. You know, so many things. It's it's so hard. And I'll tell you from my perspective, man. Just when you're when you're in that like when you're in the lower levels. Like, it's hard as fuck, man. It is hard as fuck. Like, you're still riding on buses. You're living in people's houses. Playing in front of 75 people a night. You're playing, yeah. You're playing, you in front of, you're playing in front of less people than you played in in college. Like, you're still, it's like you went back to high school baseball. Yeah. You know, and. But Major League Baseball does that shit on purpose. Yeah. yeah. They're deliberately trying to break people down. Well. They want to, to get weed the, out. It's like the military. It's about yeah. weeding it out. It's about weeding it out. Yeah, that's, the, that's the whole thing. Yeah. It's a mental process. Yeah. It is. And it, that shit is hard, man. Low A, high A, double A, you know, see, summer ball. Independent ball. And then there's so many ways that you can get fucked with, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're part of the team. You understand your triggers. I mean, you got them triggers. And then you have your traps on off the field, too. Because there's so many traps off the field. Like, there's always, like, there's always a group of, like, of people that's there to offer you the wrong shit that you don't need. There's always groups of girls there to get you in trouble. There's always free alcohol. There's always a good amount of free stuff that can fuck up your life. Yeah. And Party scenes, drugs, women. Yeah. Tyler, I have this opinion. Man. Sounds terrible. It's true. <laughs> but I think, uh, you play basketball. I played football in college. You played 
play with baseball. Yeah, I think uh, I think baseball players are the dirtiest motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, just the dirtiest <laughs> motherfuckers. Except for him. Except no, for him, ge- I'm, I'm no, generalizing. Absolutely, you were definitely part of including. All, I know. All of them. All of them. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about. It matters what you mean by dirty. Right? Take you know you what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Any level of dirty. Any number hey, of things. You know. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I can't dispute that, man. Yeah, yeah, you can. not Especially because of that minor league system, too. Because, you know. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, you I think about the NBA. After college, there's essentially one level. <laughs> there's one level, right? Mm-hmm. right. You're, you're either a great player in college who makes it to the NBA, right. or you're an accountant. I mean, well, no, 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 Fairly new phenomenon over the last. Like, but there's leagues no, we, all no, over, no, right? No, there, yeah. there's, there's, there's leagues in like every country. Yeah, there's, yeah. You, like there's a Turkey League and a Japan like, League and a. Like old boy. Hey, right now, no. You remember Royce no. White, the dude that had anxiety no. from flying? He was on the Rockets. They would camera. accommodate him, like taking buses. He ended up yeah. going to like the Canadian Basketball League as an MVP. He yeah. went to Iowa State, got drafted, but he could not yeah, fly. He had terrible anxiety. Could not fly at all. Who was that? Came back to Royce the White. He went to Iowa State, I believe. But he ended up they, almost like the Rockets just kind of were like, fuck your mental health. Like, either you're going to fly with the team or you're not going to be on the team. We're not going to get you a bus to take you from right. state to state. He ended up going to the Canadian basketball league and like became MVP. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of guys who went to the Canadian football league. And Doug Flutie, Doug Flutie, right? But there's, but overseas, Kurt Warner, right? Pretty big for Or was he arena? I mean, like you go overseas and make. He might have been both. a good living in, in, in basketball for sure. That's the same thing in baseball. Like you can go to Korean league, Japan, or you can go to like Japan. China, you can play. Yeah, you can make yeah. a ton of fucking money. Like there's players, there's some uh, some uh, Asian players that had contracts offered to them in the major leagues, but they went back to their home country to play because they were able to make four times start. more yeah. over yeah. there. Yeah. And there's been a lot of a here. lot of Asian, especially Asian baseball players who were way overhyped, came over here, totally imploded and never did a thing. Yeah, right? Except for the yeah. Yankees for well, except well, the Yankees had a disaster one time that yeah. Hideki Arabu. Remember yeah. him? He fucking imploded. They gave him a lot of money. They gave yeah. him a lot of money, and then uh, he stopped Choi. <laughs> yeah, I mean Tanaka was good for the Yankees. There, there were a few. I mean, obviously Ichiro, like somebody's got. Hideki Matsui was decent. Matsui's. I mean, the Cardinals might, had the Japanese. Matsui so might Taguchi, be the second or third greatest, or third, third greatest now. Could you get Cy Young and MVP in the same year? He might have a chance at that. He is a fucking beast. He might have a chance at that. So he DHs, right, when he's not pitching? Yeah. Yeah. That dude is a fucking beast. He's a monster. Shohei Otani. Is he still leading in home runs? I don't know. He might realistically end up going down in history. As one of the greatest ball players to ever live. For what he's doing right now? Yes. Yeah. 
So how do the Angels always have these great players, but they always suck? Because they don't know how to build a team around the players. Here's Cole. There's they need Cole. the Angels in the outfield. Cole's going to a, a Windy, Windy City Thunderbolts baseball game. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Where is that at? Uh, it's in Windy here, City. Not far. Like 10 minutes away. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, you know, Shohei Otani has a great chance to be one of the greatest players of his generation. Well, how old is he? He's like 20, 24, 20. He's a little old. No, you have to be a certain age to be posted. You can't. Uh, you no, can't you come can over here at 22, like, 23. No, you can be posted like 24, 25 up there. We're going to Google this now. Google uh, it. Because yeah. you may be right. I, I don't actually but, uh, know. But, I mean, either way, he has How he has the chance. How old is Shohei Otani? Shohei Otani is 26. See? And he's in his third year. Yeah. Because one year he lost to injury. Exactly. So, yeah, you're right. So, the dude, he has a great chance to be one of the greatest players of all time. Of all time. Yeah. You know. Woo. That's some early talk here. He's that already is. the greatest hitting pitcher of all time. Yeah. Period. Fuck Babe Ruth. <laughs> well, Babe Ruth never pitched a day after never pitched a day after he started hitting. When he came to the Yankees, he never pitched again. Ever. Yeah. They realized he was a better pitcher hitter than he was a pitcher, and that was the end of it for him. They they never put him back on the mound ever. Well Shohei Itani would go out there and throw a throw a damn near no hitter and a hit two bombs. That's legit. He's a monster. Yeah, Who was really the cool. best hitting pitcher before, not counting Babe Ruth, before Otani? That's a good question. Personally, um, Bumgarner hit a bunch. Bumgarner. Bumgarner yeah, did well. He's done well. Bumgarner, I always have to say him. He definitely hit a bunch. Oh, yeah. That dude was. That dude, he's still a force. <laughs> and what's his name that, that pitches for the Mets? DeGrom can hit, too. DeGrom, but not on Bumgarner's level. No. Bumgarner. Bumgarner had more power. No, Bumgarner actually used to pinch hit. Yeah. Yeah. They would put him in on like a Tuesday when he wasn't pitching until Friday. Wainwright <laughs> pinch hits sometimes. Wainwright? Yeah, yeah. He just what pinched he hit of, recently. Yeah, he had a lot of back control and he knew how to Brad. punch a bunt down. You know, so that's why he was there. But, yeah, I would have to say Bumgarner. Um, Bob Gibson was a damn good hitter as well. Um you gotta go old school when you really want to talk about like good old school, yeah, like you, good, you know, good hitters and pitchers. Uh, Greg Maddox was okay. Yeah, you me one of those squatches. They had a, that that commercial right with him and Glavin, where yeah. they're like chicks dig the long ball. ball. Remember yeah. that? That was that was solid. I don't yeah. know, I don't know what it was for, but it was a good commercial. It was, they were having bad practice and they were hitting home runs in bad practice. Right, but I don't know what the commercial was actually. Like advertising yeah, for yeah, right, yeah. like right. All right, when these dudes come back and sit down, I want to talk about this. Uh, yeah, Espanita. Espanita. Give our opinions on it. Yeah, let's we, talk about Espanita. Before we close it out and take it to uh, non, yeah, non camera, non camera yeah. drinking. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought this on a whim because I like the can today. It was I was good. At, I was at Kenwood and Rogue Bat Squatch Hazy IPA. Six point seven, nothing too crazy. Yeah. Say six point seven. Oh yeah, that's a good. That's a good. No, idea. I will say this though, it is, it's different coming from that can, well this beer, to this beer, because this is extremely hoppy, extremely skunky, and I'm not saying it's a bad beer, but to go from like this beer, where it's like. You know, India Pale Ale has you know it's a nice flavor to it. You know, 
Um, it's not like a dry. It's not a dry beer, you know. Yeah. To go to this. I've never had that. Dry. It's a little bit of adjustment, but this is the first good. time I've had this too. I've been moving away from the dry IPAs. Now. I've been moving into the hazies a little bit. This is a hazy, but it's yeah, still. I, I just yeah. Lately, the anything. It's a little hoppy. It's got yeah. me going. It's a kind of skunky, and so. Yeah. And I don't know nearly enough about beer to really talk about it on a level that some people do, but I'm just you know, Flossmore Station over here has a great hazy IPA. Yeah. I don't really like their beer because it always gives me a headache every time I drink it. But that one's pretty solid. Shout out to Flossmore Station. Shout out to Flossmore Station. I want to give a shout out. If anybody's watching this, I want to give a shout out to my guys in the band Light the Torch, who released a record today and have a live stream happening literally as we speak that I technically should be watching, but we're here. But if you like heavy rock, go check out Light the Torch. New record out today. It's okay um, if you leave us to go over there. We're almost yeah, done. So. We're almost done. Um, so let's talk about, let's start with this uh, Espanita. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go as the non-tequila guy. I'll just say that I, having had a bunch of Anejos, Anejos with you, I didn't find it to be anything special. I thought it was kind of right in line with most of the other mid-shelf Anejos that I've had, you know, in your presence. Nothing really outrageous. No really tasting notes I don't what, what's the cost on that bottle I'll say that after okay everyone. I'd say if it's if it is a mid-priced bottle I'm good with it I'd buy it it's fine that that's where I'll, that's my whole review. not too familiar with all the notes and all that stuff but it was it was decent I'll definitely have another glass of it um, again I kind of agree with Jason if it's like around like if it's like a Mid-price one is probably something I would pick up just to add to the... So what price point are we talking about? I, I would go in the 40 to 60 range. I mean, yeah. I'd be perfectly happy drinking it. Yeah, you know, I'd probably for, say... For a bottle. Anything higher than that? I'd you know, say probably no more than like 45, 50 tops. Yeah. I'd say anything higher than that, there's something else out there I'm going to like better. Yeah. And this isn't, it's not an extra, right? It's no, a, it's just something you know. Buck? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I'm not going to go on camera, but... Uh, I mean, I, I'd agree. If it's around 50 bucks, I, I think it's worth buying. Anything over that, I probably wouldn't pay for it. I'd, do, I'd go a different direction, but yeah, I like it. All right, so I'll give my view on it. Um, first, I'll start with the price of the bottle. Uh, I picked it up for like $33. Oh, 33 oh. That's a great bottle of tequila. Exactly. <laughs> All <laughs> in on that. Yeah. Exactly. That's good. That's what I say. At the price point that it is at $33 that I picked it up for, and I picked it up at Marino's uh, Liquors. Uh, I'm, I'm happy with it. For 33 bucks, I'll buy this all day and have it as just something I'll put out there for everyone to drink. I mean, before you started that tequila and a story thing, yeah, you had Table Bottle Tuesday. This is a good table bottle. It is 100% right? a good table bottle. For that price, all in on it. That's, yeah. that's, a, good, that's a good one. 100%. And you can get that anywhere? No, I got it at Marino's. Um, I've not been able to find it at any other place. Um, I haven't been able to find it at Benny's, not at Kenwood, not at uh, not at Pete's, not at uh, Mariano's. I've been able to find it at Marino's, though. So, shout out to Marino's for your tequila selection. Yeah. I've been digging that store a lot lately. Of 
course, along with Kenwood and Benny's. But, uh, you know, Marino's is, they, they tout, they say they're the, the nation's largest tequila, uh, tequila liquor store. Right on. Where you is know, that? Where are they located? On 26th Street, uh, just north of Midway. Oh, that's actually pretty close to Kenwood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like 15, 20 minutes northeast of Kenwood. Uh, Ken right on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll give, I'll give it a thumbs up at 33 bucks. Yeah. I'm definitely good with that. That's, that's a solid price for it. For a, just a perfectly fine bottle. Exactly. Like, nothing crazy, but... Yeah. No. I mean, at 33 bucks, if I'm comparing it with higher-end bottles, this has nothing on those. But in a $33 range, this is one of the better $33 tequilas, in my, in my opinion. Is one of the better ones. I mean, like you said, there's nothing special. There's no strong vanilla, no strong agave, no strong pepper, or anything that really sticks out where you're like, man, this is amazing. But there's nothing that you you don't take a sip of it and be like, oh, this is disgusting. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you need those those price bottles in your life. That honestly, that's why Eagle Rare exists. 30, oh, okay. 35 bucks. It's your glass. So I, don't worry about I didn't it. break it somehow. <laughs> I didn't break it. I didn't even put a crack in it. 35 bucks can be hard to find, but I'll challenge you to find a better $35 bottle of bourbon than, than Eagle Rare. And yeah. that's the same thing. I mean, you got you to gotta have those bottles in your life. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I wanted to mention also on the bourbon side, if you're in Chicagoland and you're a bourbon guy like me, this week was kind of a banner week for, for private barrel picks landing in Chicago. Um, Binny's had a Maker's pick, a Knob Creek pick, a Sazerac ride pick, Yellowstone. Um, I have that Sazerac on hold for me. Excellent, excellent. And Yellowstone um, and, and at least one other. And then Kenwood had a Elijah Craig. This great bottle that I actually tried today at the store. Charleston Distilling Company from Charleston, uh, South Carolina. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> um, landed at Kenwood this week. So if you're into private barrel picks, there's all sorts of great barrels all over Chicago right now, this, like this week. Um, get out there and, and get on the hunt and pick some good stuff up. And we all know that your barrel is coming to Kenwood pretty soon. Yep. Um, that'll probably be about another six weeks till that thing shows up. Yeah. Give Look or take. To it. Um, and we, uh, without question, goes without saying, we'll be sampling that uh, heavily on 100%. the show. Yes. Um, we'll be having multiple bottles of that on yeah, the Yeah, yeah. We'll we're going to be hooking up the whole neighborhood and yeah. everything else. Oh, uh, can't forget the new deal that we have. Uh, so, anyone in the Chicago area that wants to come to a normal, uh, I shouldn't say normal, but on a consistent TLA top shelf tequila tasting. Uh, close the deal with Tobacco Plus with TP Cigar Lounge to do a every other Wednesday, uh, we're gonna do a top shelf tequila and cigar pairing or bourbon and cigar pairing. The bottles will be at least $100 uh, and will be between on average between 150 and 200 dollars a bottle uh, it is going to be a select number of people that go there and that can be on the list for that you have to go to tp cigar lounge to actually get on the list for that 
or you have to know myself or this man or or Unk Smoke to be able to get on that list and be a guest on there. But uh, if you're in Chicago, you want to get on that list. You want to try some great tequila. You want to you know be involved in one of our great tequila tastings. Um, have a sampling of a great cigar and talk some real serious tequila and bourbon and, and cigar. When, when's talk. the next one? The first one is going to be two week, uh, two Wednesdays from now. So not this next so Wednesday, but the Wednesday after. Yeah. Yeah. And and how do you get in? So you have to go to TP Cigar Lounge. You have to talk to Smoke, and you have and that's the only way you can sign up. Or is there a fee for this, or you just? There is. Okay. There's details, and he'll be able to tell Good. you. So he'll tell you everything if you just show up and say, exactly. hey, I'm, I heard it from TLA. I'm interested in this. Do exactly. It. Okay. Exactly. He'll tell you all the fees and the qualifications, or you have to be a guest or myself or this beautiful man right here. I'm, I'm very beautiful. <laughs> I'm nothing if not, if not beautiful. Um, no, I'm going to make every effort to be there for the first one. Yeah. Um, although we might have little league playoffs that night so it might be the second one that i show up for but um i'll bring a great bottle out and we'll we'll hook some people up with some great pours um, oh and then if you're a brand that wants to be a part of this i want to submit your bottles no matter if it's bourbon or tequila dm one of us yep hit us up and you know i haven't said it on the show in a while but obviously you can find me at that suburban bourbon dad and obviously you know how to find him so just shoot us a DM and, and you know watch for the tags when this gets posted. And um, I guess with that, we'll wrap it up. And uh, we will be back, as always, next week uh, with another one of these. And cheers, everybody. Thanks for coming out. And we'll see you uh, a week from today at the usual aforementioned time, 6 p.m. on Friday. Fireside Chronicles out.